0: Welcome to Fly on the Wall Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Songson, CEO and founder of Church Boom. Here you get to sit in on a live coaching session as I coach pastors through the ministry challenges we all face. If you find this podcast helpful, please make sure to like, subscribe, and share. Today we're talking with my really good friend, Pastor Muda. Uh, from Michigan. He's got a great church out there. And we're talking today about separating friendship from leadership. It's an interesting topic. I hope you enjoy it. Man, how's everything going in your world? How's the church life?
1: life is, it's It's been busy. It's been interesting. It's been challenging. Uh, and it's been amazing all, all together, I'll be honest. Uh, yeah, We got into our building finally. We had been working on this thing since 2020, believe it or not. And so finally, I uh, was able to move in in 2020, end of 2021, beginning of 2022. So we're about a year and a half into our space. We're seeing changes happening every single day. New people walking through the doors, and so it's an exciting experience because it almost feels like we're replanting the church all over again.
0: Mm, wow, cool. Yeah. Well, dude, it's awesome to hang out with you on this uh, uh, podcast. And man, how can I how can I help you today? What's on your mind,
1: man? that's quite a bit on my mind thank you so much for <laughs> taking the time uh, so much more than i believe the podcast could even uh, i can I, I can sit down with you all day uh just so just thank you for the opportunity to be here and uh, yeah. allow me to pick your brain a little bit here um I, I have to say pastor chris like i remember meeting you in 2016 and admiring everything that you did with south hills and just w- mm. wondering like who is this guy like i just i, I want to be like Chris Songston. I told my wife (laughs) all the time. And then to be on the podcast with you literally seven years later is such an uh, awesome experience. So uh, it's an honor. It's an honor. No, it's,
0: it's my honor. It really is. For sure. All right. So some things
1: that have been on my mind, honestly, some things that have been really challenging and trying to uh, figure out is uh, I heard a statement at a conference that I was that said revival is easy to come by. It's hard to maintain and kind of Mm. the same A sentiment of momentum is easy to come by. It's hard to maintain. So when a church hits momentum, when you get into a space where like things are happening, things are moving, um, how do you sustain that? Because what I've seen in the past is we get to this point of momentum and it's crazy and then it just dies until the next event or until the next season. So how Mm -hmm. do you sustain it and keep it growing and moving healthily?
0: Yeah, well, the uh, I think there's a couple things, Muda. Uh, is that um, I, I do think there's a difference in the types of momentum that we're talking about. I think there's times where God just allows seasons of like, wow, that was a you know, you know, kind of a deep spiritual time or you know, exciting time or growing time. I think there are seasons. You know, Ecclesiastes tells us there's seasons. There's seasons to everything. So I right. I do think that there are seasons. That you kind of you kind of go through, um, you kind of get a little high, kind of get some highs and then some lows or whatever, uh, and there's seasons, growth yeah. seasons, all that season. Um, and I think those are great, those are awesome, those are wonderful. We love them. Uh, I don't know if they are exactly sustainable all the time. Okay. You can't constantly live on the high mountain. Yeah. I think what the greater question is is if if you look at highs like this, okay, you know, it's like oh man, it's going really good. Then it's going really good. It's kind of up and down. Up and down. What is the base by which you are moving everything um, that's continuing to create growth? So in other words, not living on the, the hype, and though though I love energy and excitement, but what is the platform? Like, what's the system that's saying, okay, yeah, sometimes things are real exciting and it's, man, what a season. It's been a couple months of just incredible services and God's doing awesome things and look at all these guests and all these people got baptized, but... And that's awesome, but you you don't live there forever. Mm-hmm. No church has lived there forever. <laughs> right? Not any church I've ever met yet has ever lived there. Uh-huh. But what is? But at the base of the mountain, mm-hmm. at the base of the mountain, what are the system strategies, and processes that are in place that are going to keep it moving forward? It that's may good. not have that high. Kind of high-end energy that we're looking for gets us all excited. Mm-hmm. But what is the systems and strategies and structure and processes that are going to keep us moving forward? So yeah, it may not feel as high energy, but we're still baptizing a lot of people. We're still seeing a lot of people come to Christ mm-hmm. and sometimes it's really high energy. Sometimes it's not. It's just like anything in life, you know, throughout a yeah. week, some days are really, you know, you're high energy and some days you're kind of laid back. And I think that's with the church. I think the greater question is, What are the systems, strategies, and structures and processes that are going to keep you moving forward so that you can maintain progress? You may not maintain the hype of momentum, but Mm -hmm. you maintain progress. You're constantly growing. You're constantly developing. You're constantly getting better. That's good. I think that's the bigger question. That's good. Uh, at least at least it isn't in, in, in my thoughts.
1: So I've I've heard you share that about the systems and I know that you, you're a systems thinker and uh I've read read your books, incredible books. Uh, in fact we talked through uh, one of your books uh on, on a Sunday morning. You you even sent a video. Thank you for that. But um what would you say? are the key systems, especially in this season, uh, the post-pandemic season, as we've ch- mm-hmm. seen church attendance and church metrics kind of get flipped on their head? What are the mm-hmm. things that each church needs to be looking at right now? Like, are we are we striking the ground well on these things? Are we keeping a good base on these systems?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great, great question. So what I would think is like, if you're, if you get your team together, I think you have to ask, Tough questions. So, someone asked me yesterday. I was in, uh, um, it was in New Mexico yesterday, and I was doing some coaching with a team. And one guy asked me a great question. He goes, "What questions do I need to be asking to know that I'm creating the right systems?" Right. And the questions we need to be asking uh, as we're looking at it is, "What do we need? What do we need for sustainable growth? What do we need to keep moving forward? And do we have a system for it?" So, I look at things like, like, like if I was if I was just, if you and your team were on a call right now, I'd say, tell me how you become a leader at your church. Mm, okay. So let's just talk about that for a moment. Nice. Because I think everything rises and falls on leadership is the old Maxwell statement. People always Absolutely. make fun of it. They're like, oh, it's a 30-year-old statement. I'm like, it's still true. Still valid. <laughs> <You know>? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. It's, it's not like it's going to change. Everything rises and falls on leadership. It has yeah. in the Bible. It will to today. And it will for another 100,000 years. doesn't matter. Right. So one is... Okay, let's look at leadership. How are we developing leadership at the church? Uh-huh. How are we raising up leaders? How are we adding, uh, how are we uh, developing the process of leaders? I think that's a big question. Okay. I think the other the other systems I look at are things like generosity. How are we creating the generosity culture? How are we developing giving? How is that becoming more part of our nature? The, other, the, the big one that I always look at and I've said it several times here on this podcast is I think you also have to look at the engagement process. Engagement Mm -hmm. being how are people getting plugged in into the life of the church and how fast is that happening? Because to me, that's what's creating the sustainable growth. I was with two churches in New Mexico here in the last couple of days doing some coaching with them. One is up 47% in the last 12 months. We're talking about going from, I don't know, 550 to 900 or something, whatever whatever the number is. The other one... uh, they were shooting 6 months ago we were saying let's make your new low 300 yeah. that was a huge goal and mm-hmm. their new low is now 325 and so now so they're good. seeing the growth but i but, but what happens is like hey let's stop focusing on the growth let's focus on engagement so yeah. how fast is that happening and at what rate i think you need to be asking those questions That's how do good. i become a leader at this church so if i'm a really if i'm a great leader and i start going to your church church in Detroit, no. So not, you know. <laughs> there you go. Sure.
1: Hey, you're just prophesying a campus for me, so I'm trying God. to help, bro. I I'm that a giver. <laughs> I that.
0: So if I'm trying to, uh, it's like, oh man, hey, let's uh, uh, let's create a, uh, um, you know, I come to the church and I'm like, okay, I'm a good leader, whatever. Well, tell me what you're gonna, you know, tell me now, but. The church needs to tell me, like, what do I do and how do I go and how do I move to that next level and how do I become a leader at the church and what spot do you have for me? And, and then and generosity, I think, is another strategy. And then engagement, always engagement over attendance. Attendance is a result, engagement is the activity. So how do I get engagement? okay How, how fast am I getting people plugged into the life of the church? Those are metrics that I'm looking at all the time. So naturally, I think we look at metrics of salvations, baptisms, and things like that, and we want to for sure. But the things that sustain that and create that are, okay, let's talk about leadership pipeline. How fast is that happening? And how good is that happening? How solid is that? Generosity pipeline? Engagement pipeline? Right. You know how? What's the speed on that that's happening? How fast is that happening? Uh, is it easy, clear system? I always say that every system has to... Uh, um, has to have four things: clarity, movement, alignment, and focus. So you look at your system and say, "Is there clarity to it? Is there movement? Is there alignment? And is there focus? Is it clear? Yeah. Like, no doubt, this is how you become, you know, a, 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 a leader in our church. This is how you grow in our church. There's no doubt this is the giving ladders. There's mm. no doubt this is. I come to the church, I like it, and then now I'm going to get engaged into the life of the church. Here's here's why I think engagement is so important. Wow. I've been saying this a lot in the last few months on this podcast, engagement over attendance. Look at engagement. Look at engagement. Look at engagement. Wow. Bottom line is that's what we're looking at. How in the next 90 days, 100 days, how many new volunteers are you getting involved? New ones involved in the church. Mm -hmm. Here's why that's important. Because this is the cycle of someone that comes to your church, Muda. It goes like this. They come to your church on whatever day and they, Mm -hmm. you know, they attend. Maybe they like it enough and they keep coming. So now they go from attending it to liking it to, you know, now they're coming fairly regularly. Mm -hmm. At some point in that journey, it's going to go from I attended to I like it to I romanticize it. Mm -hmm romanticize it looks like this, man, I love your church, Pastor Muda. You're not like the other church. Oh my gosh. And you got to be careful with that because eventually <laughs> yeah. you'll be that other church. <laughs> you'll be uh, other <laughs> church. And so they're going to, they're going to it. I just they felt triggered even when
1: you said that. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, God, I've heard that before. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, we love, oh, you're not like the other church. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be the other church in a few months right. when you realize we're not perfect. Uh, and yeah, so... Um, does that make sense?
1: Yes, absolutely. hundred yeah. percent. So
0: they they romanticize it. I love it. It's great. It's awesome. And then during that phase where they go from I like it to I tend to I romanticize, tension will take place. Mm. Tension of I didn't like what the pastor said. I didn't like this. I didn't like that. Uh, you know, whatever, whatever. They're gonna they're gonna realize their utopia is gonna be shattered. Right. And it, either it's a, a real place. Yeah, it's a real We're play. Real Either people. A, they're gonna go, they're gonna bail out, uh-huh. or B, they're gonna keep going. And the reason they'll keep going is they beca- belong to a tribe. And the reason they belong to a tribe is because they joined a ministry engagement. engagement. They got into a group or yeah. they got into a serve team. Yeah. If that happens, the likelihood of them staying is radically increased. If it oh doesn't happen, when romanticizing is over, the chances of them leaving are pretty strong, so that's why we want to get them into the cement of the church quicker. Mm-hmm. So you got to be looking at like those are that third one, the the leadership giving strategies. Those are strategies. All those pla- okay. Are we clear about those? But then the engagement oh, as well, because that's huge. because people rarely two things. People rarely leave when they're a tribe, wow. and when they do, they leave in tribes. Yeah, that's true. Right, that's fact. So that's fact. But if but if they have relationship, if they, I mean, I'll talk to certain people where they, you know, they don't like, you know, they're upset that the pastor did this, the pastor did that, this, but they have friends there. Yeah. They're not going to leave. It doesn't matter so how good. bad it gets. If they got <laughs> friends there, they'll stay. Right. So engagement is what creates the friendship and what wow. creates the tribe. And so when romanticizing faces tension, it'll at least keep growing and, and they'll keep, at least stay plugged in, most likely because they belong to tribe.
1: Man. This is gold. This is gold. I told you 20 25 minutes is not enough because now you've literally <laughs> triggered another question. I have trigger to have away. This because of that. So is it wrong? because I've just ha- I've just walked through this situation. Is it wrong for someone to stay in a church even though they are frustrated with the leadership, they're frustrated with the way things are going because that's not the way they would do it, but mm-hmm. their friends, their family are still there. Is it wrong for them to stay within that church? Because, I mean, there's often times where you're just like, why are you even here? Like, I Mm -hmm. get it. You love the people. But, man, is that healthy for them to stick around?
0: Yeah. Well, um, you know, I, I... I don't think it's healthy for them to stick around, mm. but I think the problem is most likely on them rather than it is on on, on a whole bunch of other people. If right. the common denominator of all the people that they don't like is them, then they're the reason. <laughs> uh, so, the, uh, so, no, I don't think it's healthy. Now, okay. do you look at a person and say, hey – uh, maybe you need to find another place to worship where you can respect the leader and all that. I think if the person is being no no question if the person is being negative, if the person's being toxic, if the person is is slamming you uh and or you know and you know they're being negative I think that 's when you encourage them. hey, you need to find another place because you're being negative and you 're hurting other people you're being yeah. like you know, the 12 spies, you know, and they right. come back and they, re, they report, you're doing that and right. y- you're hurting, you're hurting it. Mm-hmm. So, um, people, you know, will say, Hey man, I got a person in the church that really, I don't know that I think they stay because of friendship. I, I always say, keep an eye on that. Keep that, okay. you know, keep an eye on that because if they start getting negative, if you start hearing it, it's like, you got to invite them to be successful elsewhere. You got to invite them to go somewhere else because all they're going to do is just create damage. Well, uh, and, yeah. and, you know, and, and, and they, and they have a way of doing that. People, people have a way of weaponizing their preference with spirituality. Whew, say that again. People have a what? <laughs> so, uh, so, and I think. <laughs> oh, so <good>. I'm sorry. <laughs> I like your response. So,
1: so <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm sorry, i I'm sorry. People have a way of weaponizing their spirituality. Is that what you said? They,
0: they have a way of weaponizing their preference with spirituality. Oh, okay. Nice. Nice. Oh my God. You see, isn't that yeah. true?
1: Absolutely. Because 100%. They're, they're,
0: their way is spiritual. Yes. Your way is not. No, no, it's, their, right. preference, it's their preference, but they spiritualize it. They weaponize yeah. their preference with spirituality. Uh, oh, and they, and people do that all the time. And that's probably what's happening in, in, in maybe a situation you're facing or in other situations you face mm-hmm. where that's happening. If the person can stay not being toxic, can stay not you know uh, trying to be healthy at least, or not mm-hmm. not speaking poorly, I best probably the better term. Then that's one thing. But man, if they start getting toxic and negative, you got to invite them to to leave. You got to yeah. invite them to like, man, dude, you got to find a place where you can respect the pastor and love. Them. This is not the right place for you because they're they're all they're gonna do is just hurt it with that with that toxic spirit, and um, and that toxic spirit always shows up in you know, an interesting way, especially if they don't like what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Again, they're going to weaponize your preference. They're going to weaponize their opinion with spirituality. They're always going to put it under there. And they're going to secretly hold inside of their heart, things would be better if I was in charge. Mm. They're always going to hold that in their heart, you know, or things would be different if I was in charge. Things would be better if I was in charge. I I love the church. I tolerate the leader. That doesn't work. Yeah. you um, you You can't let people operate under that. Yeah. They need to, be, they need to go. They need to find a place where they can love and respect the leader. I need to hand them quit church. Okay,
1: good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I honestly, thank you for that. That was phenomenal. So in, yeah. in terms of, uh, people, let's just keep it on people. Cause I had this question about relationship and proximity and how that, um, plays out in in leader so uh, i like to consider myself a young leader i'm not so young i'm 40 um but I, I i feel young um it's easy to have you know guys that you connect with that you develop relationships with um where you just become one of the guys right uh, yep. and i've just been reading a little bit in, uh, and and uh, attended a panel discussion on familiarity in ministry mm-hmm. how have you Because you're so personable, you're so easy to connect with in your years of leadership. What have you learned on keeping um, a healthy relationship or pastoral relationship or even friendship with people within your church, within your ministry or organization, yet not allowing it to bleed into the space of familiarity where, you know, as they say, familiarity breeds contempt.
0: Yep. So uh, I think that's a uh, uh, I think that's a struggle for anybody that is personable mm-hmm. um, because they 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 um, they find that tension. Mm-hmm. Here's here's where it is. If you're personable and you're highly relational and people like you and all that stuff and you're one of the guys and all that, as you, you talked about it, that's great. That's awesome. It's a gift, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but any strength overdone becomes a liability and mm-hmm. the, the liability will happen here here's where the liability will take place. It's when the person starts to choose friendship over leadership. Mm. And this is what I mean. So you start getting friends with someone and you start letting that leader slide a little bit. You let them get away with a little too much. You let them drift a little too far. You let Mm. them get a little more toxic. You let them, uh, you notice that you're not the voice in their life anymore. You notice that they don't respond anymore. When, When you start noticing that, it's and you you run into a danger where you're choosing friendship over leadership. And that's a very dangerous place to be. I've seen many pastors do that and it ended up hurting their church tremendously. Wow. Um, because they chose the friendship over the leadership. They didn't, they didn't remain in that leadership role. So I don't think it's a problem. I know it's not a problem in general, mm-hmm. but you have to manage the tension. And and remember, it's not a problem to solve, it's a tension to manage. Okay. The problem never going to go away. Yeah, it's a it's not a problem to solve. It's a tension to manage. So you manage the tension by saying, okay, man, if I feel like I'm losing leadership, that is probably more on me than it is on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm losing leadership, I'm losing the voice. If uh, if I feel like there's a little bit of disrespect, if I feel like they're not, you know, the honors kind of disappearing, I've got to I've got to make sure that I maybe I pull back a little bit, maybe I heighten up my leadership. I've got to manage that tension. It won't happen with a lot of people, right? But it'll happen with one or two people in your in your church. In a per in a you're a personable type of individual, so okay. it's going to happen with one or two people. I don't think you pull back on the relationship. Okay. Today, what I think is that you keep your antenna up, thinking I can't let the friendship win over the leadership. Okay. I still have to remain the leader. That's and, good. And when you feel it, you got to start pulling back a little bit. You got to have that conversation with them. Hey, I noticed this and I've noticed, you know, you're not really. And sometimes when I talk about this, you kind of have a little bit of an attitude or you don't yeah. respect it as much or you don't respond as much. And I, I can't have that. I still need to be the leader. I want to be a friend. Yeah. I think you got to, you have to be aware of it. You must catch it early on. If you, if you wait too long, it will, it will end up hurting you. And if once
1: If you do wait too long, if you have already crossed that boundary,
0: um, I, you,
1: you said something about having, just have a conversation with them, bring it, bring it up, be be candid. Is there anything outside of just having that conversation? Um, do you shift the leader out of their role? Do you, I mean, how do you, any other practical steps that one can take? If you know, like, Hey man, we've gotten to this point and now this person, not only are they not responding, but they're not even, um, There's just, you love them, you love them to life, but it's just, there's just too much familiarity there. You just feel stuck.
0: Yep. Yep. Well, hard to say how they're going to react. So I think step one is to have the tough conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, uh, and I think the conversation looks something like, Hey, Muda, um, I'm the pastor of the church. You're involved in our church. You're, you're a great leader, an important leader. Uh, we're very good friends. But over the last several months, I've noticed it's been changing a little bit. Yeah. And I feel like our friendship is winning over leadership. And I still have to remain the leader. I still have to be the voice. Uh, I still have to be the person that you look to, you know, whatever, however you want to say mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Can you do that? Can we make sure that we manage that tension together? Um, and I, I think in most the response of their attitude to the heart will determine your next move. If it's yeah. like, you know what, you're, you're right. I, I apologize on my side mm-hmm. and, and, or, you know, and you apologize on your side, you got to own your side as a leader. Uh, okay. Let's, let's just keep that in mind as we move forward. Yeah, It might be great. It might be fine. It might be about face. If it's guys like, well, what man, you, what we don't we can't be friends anymore. Is that what it is, bro? You know, they turn into one of those things. Yeah. It's like, bro, I can't have this, you know, yeah. and then you might be heading down a different trail. Okay. Um, but um, that's a sensitive thing when you start heading down a different trail, because mm-hmm. you start pulling back and they'll know why. Right. Uh, hopefully they'll respond right. Hopefully good. they'll respond right. Uh, but you you do need to manage that. Don't let it go. You know, yeah. I, I always say pay now or pay later, but if you pay later, you always pay more. <laughs> oh, uh, man, so that's good. Deal with it now. Don't deal with it in a year from now because it'll yeah. be more expensive a year from now. No, that's good. Uh, so those, yeah, I, I would. That's really helpful for sure. Yeah, Honestly, that's yeah. really helpful because,
1: yeah, I've, I've leaders on my team are asking those questions about people on their team and saying, hey, yeah. I feel like I've crossed that boundary and I know I've crossed that boundary before. And yeah. so this is just so.